starting Audacity recording now. Three, two, one, zero. Mark. What the f is going on down there? Welcome to the first recording of February 2018 here on WTF and I'm your love host, Love Chris, Love Vangelis, and this is my love co-host, Seth Love Buzzard. Hello. Uh, welcome Hi, to the man. show. Thanks for having me. It's the month of love, Seth! And we're here with some of the hot, fresh, well, actually, no, there's no news uh, that we're talking about. <laughs> we're doing some listener questions. We're do- we got a topic item, but it's not really, it- it's from the news, but it's not uh, anything that's discussable. This is something I want to cover because I want to whine about it for a bit. But we also got some good listener questions, and we just got some uh, some good old-fashioned uh, chat and time coming up here. Uh, Seth, just before we get going, I want to say on the record, on the recording, that thing you tweeted about, I really want to share that on here because that was horrifying to read. Uh, you were at a Costco oh, yeah. and you saw somebody um, like now I'm not picky about how people eat pizza at all. And s- as someone who's not picky about how anyone eats their pizza, I can say that whoever ate that pizza was actually a bad person. <laughs> yeah. So what they were doing was they were using a fork to scrape all the toppings off. So they were eating the, the cheese and the pepperonis and then left the crust in its entirety on the plate and then crumpled up their napkin yeah crumpled up their napkin Mm. put that on top and then threw the whole thing in the garbage there's exactly one scenario where i'd be okay with this and this probably wasn't the scenario is if that person was eating with a group that group did not somehow realize that person had a gluten problem uh there was no gluten-free pizza and this is the literally the one only way that person could have had uh, the pizza without any, or maybe not gluten, maybe a wheat allergy, basically some medical reason why they couldn't have the dough, but they were stuck in a position where they had to still buy a piece of pizza. Ah, That's the only way I can figure this out. But here's the thing, because he also ate one of the hot dogs with the bun. Now I'm like just mad because <laughs> that's a friggin' waste of yeah, food. It's like, it's, you know, Costco <laughs> pizza is cheap. A slice is, is only a couple bucks, but still, like, was that melted cheese and pepperoni worth a couple of bucks? I just want to know what the thought process was. The like there, uh, and I don't know everything about medicine. I admit, unless there was like some kind of like just medical digestion. But was this person eating by themselves? No, um, they were with what I assume was his wife. I assume they were married. There was a lady, like, like there in maybe some situation where whoever this was is like, oh, I'm stuck with this group and they're eating and I should eat something. Blah blah blah. Like that's Mm -hmm. about it. But. Uh, anyway, yeah, that, she, I got surprised ate, how she angry she ate a slice of I pizza got. like normal style. Well, she's clearly the better <sighs> member of that relationship, and I hope that she can correct her partner's demented outlook on pizza. Sometimes, just what a waste! What a what what a gigantic waste! Yes. You could make a puddle of melted cheese and vegetables at home in a toaster oven. All the work of pizza is the yeast rising part. So anyway, anyway, I wanted to have that 
share it on here. Seth, we got some hot, fresh leaks Ooh, for the possibly leaky. the upcoming stuff we'll be seeing at Toy Fair later this month. It looks like Transformers Generations might be moving uh, into having some of those evergreen designs getting like Fancy Pants Deluxe or Voyager toys. Now, here's the problem. Uh, so w- once upon a time, I was complaining a bit about how people leaking stuff on Weibo were also chopping images up into pieces and removing all the color and turning it into some kind of weird like jigsaw puzzle mm-hmm. sort of thing. Uh, I-, I miss those days now because now it's just, hey, what if I, I open the image in MS Paint and I take a b- bright pink marker and go over anything that has the toy in it? Uh, and it's it's dumb. Uh, it's lousy. You hear those sirens? That's because they agree with me. This is like they know what's coming. They, they know this big rant is on the way. Um, Seth, while I try to Whoa, calm man, down the authorities and tell them that everything's going to be okay. Out. Uh, what, how do you feel about this hot, fresh front page news item leak here uh, of a purple smear? Yeah, it's silly. Like... <laughs> I don't I don't know. It like it goes back to like when they were chopping them up. It's like it it seems like they're just doing it for attention almost. It's like at least the chopping up part like there was something to talk about. If you saw the right piece, you're like, "Oh, that looks like Bumblebee's hand." You know? Like this is just here. Like no effort, no no hubris ridden craftsmanship. It's just it's just a, a big old fart. So what exactly do they mean by evergreen? Like just because so the, it's characters that are always going to be popular or something? That's like the base concept. They, these are there actually are. It's for like you know Optimus, Bumblebee, Starscream, Megatron are the the ones we've seen so far. They have like a design for each of them that they're now treating as kind of like the baseline. Like if we're making Hallmark toys, if we're making greeting cards, if oh. we're just making you know if we're just making Transformer toys for Transformers toys' sake, they're going to use these four designs for these four okay. characters. So it's like if there's like a child's birthday card that has Optimus Prime and Bumblebee on it. It's going to be the same design as this toy, which is going to be the same design as the Christmas ornament, which is going to be the same design as the the little crummy party favors that you get at the dollar store. Yeah, it's kind of like what if what if we actually have a design set of template designs as just generic the Transformers. Yeah. So instead of this uh, thing yeah use some IDW art while this other thing used um, Transformers animated box art while this thing used cartoon art like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, conceptually, I think it's kind of like they have there's four Legends toys that have come out with these designs so far. And the the two Decepticon ones are like, oh, kind of okay. Legends toys. Yeah. but yeah, it, it's it's just I think a way to centralize their their money makers, uh, without like getting super specific about them. Yeah, but it makes me wonder how long they'll maintain these designs because kind of one of the deals that Transformers has become is is kind of reinventing the characters over and over again and making them different. And uh, then if they say this is generic Bumblebee. And while there's also whatever the current movie slash uh, cartoon version toy there might be out. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just wonder how long these designs will last before they feel a need to refresh them and change them again. 
I do too. Because it's, uh, it's, it's not a bad I idea mean, this... to have a more unified thing. So usually there's details that carry over in design from design to character, like colors and general shape of the head and whatnot. So it's not too hard to figure out that these two yellow robots are both Bumblebee. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I just don't know how necessary it is, but I don't think it's a bad thing to do. It's it's weird. I don't know how to think about yeah, it. Yeah, like I, I'm not I'm not like like super. I, I think it's a neat idea, but I'm not super attached to it. And I feel like much like the aligned continuity Bible, this seems like the kind of thing that the moment even a slight team turnover happens. Uh, on the Hasbro end, the whole thing might just get like binned, or like they're gonna go like, "Well, that was the Evergreen era. Now we're on to the Evergreen 2.0 or something." Like it, 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 it feels like a, like more like never. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> well, now I can't use that one because that's yours. That's that's a Seth original. <laughs> but I don't know. I I feel like this is the kind of thing that is cool, but I would say don't get attached to it because <laughs> it's also the first thing that's going to be up against the wall the moment anything has to be up against the wall. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, what a useless image. Um, this big purple smear. This isn't the first time this has happened either. Um, there was some stolen images from Power of the Primes that went up on Weibo with a similar thing. Like One of them was clearly the card for a single-packed deluxe blast-off. Uh, and then every image of the toy was just like messily, hastily smeared out in MS Paint with pink. Uh, and it's it's like, okay, cool. Grats, Weibo guy, you did it. You'd- Maybe different <laughs> color smears will become the hallmarks of different leakers. Like, ooh, yeah, this is a yeah, Mr. You know, you pink want... link leak. <laughs> then the then the blue guy shows up and he's like, Yeah, well, you know what? I don't smear out the whole toy. You see blue, you know you you see blue, you know it's true that you are gonna see something uh new. That's his jingle. He can buy that off me if he wants. I'm gonna sell it. Well, I mean if he's from China, he's just gonna take it <laughs> i mean he could but you know, he, if he wants it. to be cool and buy it he wants to be cool and buy it off me he's free you know too. a wise man once uh, said china don't care <laughs> true <laughs> uh yeah so uh it is toy fair month so i'm sure we're gonna we're gonna get a lot of this stuff cleared up sooner than later um you know, maybe not all of it, but but a good chunk of it. Uh, there's also like uh, stuff floating around from uh, like the 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 Europe Germany toy fair uh, about the Transformers movies Bumblebee line, and so there's like uh, logo art of Bumblebee from that movie, uh, and it, the, you know that that is something that's floating around. So if you want to know what Bumblebee looks like in that movie, that picture's floating around. But I'm um, I'm kind of waiting. On digging right into that until we get the big toy fair dump, and then we have the like you know two shows of topic lists that are like a page long. Uh, I'm kind of looking forward to that actually. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping we actually get that much Transformers news. But uh, Seth, let's move into this. Uh, let's move into this listener question stuff I got going on here. I got one here from Mugenroid. I was wondering if you would like to read that All for right. me. Mugenroid said, "Hello, WTF at TFW crew." Since the days of Generation 2, we have been getting molds of new characters recolored into classic ones. Well, what if 
that was put in reverse. My question then is, if you could take an older toy and repaint it into a newer character, what would it be? The only criteria is that the mold has to predate the creation of said character. I think this is a cool question. Uh, this reminds me of the the idea we've bandied about before of third parties making, like, basically G1 toys of Transformers characters who were invented in the last decade, like Lockdown or, or Bulkhead. Uh, which are the first two people I'm trying to think of now, like... Well, it's an older toy I could take that predates those guys that I could make into Lockdown or Bulkhead because they're my favorites. Uh, I'm thinking it'd be kind of cool if it's just like if if it's not even a very suitable body, because <laughs> like in in the Cybertron days when they were doing a lot of those redecos, like some of them were clever, but some of them were just like we put the right colors on this one to call it Repugnus. We put yellow and red on it, and he's a monster, even though it was like a lizard dinosaur thing. So, I'm trying to remember, like, what are the what are the the kind of like tubbiest G1 toys? Because I, I can't think of any that are tubby enough for me to call bulkhead. Well, um, um, uh, tracks, tracks. No, not tracks. Um, Tra no. Trailbreaker. Trailbreaker. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, Trailbreaker with a different head, or just a differently painted head. Maybe hoist because he's got mm -hmm. the mouth plate. Uh, do him in a slightly different green. Um, dark green. Maybe give him new, new, new accessory like a wrecking ball to plug into his wrist instead of a missile. This G one bulkhead. I think that would be cool. Yeah. I was thinking once the uh, the fair lady Z's were used multiple times. What about one of the other cars that wasn't like Jazz and do uh, drift? Oh, that would be cool. I can. Oh man. So the thing about bulkhead from like hoist and trailbreakers, I'm saying make a green guy out of a toy that's been green before. Yeah, but different green. I guess so. I was just thinking because ja jazz into drift would be cool. What about tracks into drift as well? That could as, be like, a better idea. Flight attack drift. But what if we do both of them into drift? Hmm. Like you know, in one year they released the jazz one, and then the next year G1 was like, well, what if we do this one uh, as drift as well? You know, because they were they were still finding their feet, as they say. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I'm trying to think of more tracks ones now. Or what about skids? Who could who could skids be recolored as G1 skids? Yeah, um, movie skids. They did the two pack of him. <laughs> they they actually made that. E Hobby made that two pack. That's terrible. <laughs> I'm, I either forgot, blocked it out. Or never knew. <laughs> they gave, if I recall correctly, they gave them different. It was different names, but it was like, unless I'm misremembering something, I'm real sure they did a two pack of like a green and an orange G1 skids, uh, with, with like dumb names. Um, Scoots and dirt flap. <laughs> Scoots and dirt flap. I would never want to be called dirt flap. <laughs> What's up? My name is Dirt Flap. <laughs> Oh, really? Here, you can go hang out next to Windbreaker. Why? <laughs> You'll find out. Um, Maybe a... Hmm. I was going to say Windblade out of the Starscream mold, but maybe it'd come up with a different jet to use. 
Okay, this is this is me because it's fresh in my mind. I admit, but also he turns into a flying thing, and he's got the right shapes. So what about tracks into Windblade? <laughs> I mean, could could be. Okay. Uh, by the um, way, so the green the green skids was called skids, but the orange skids was called Screech. It was skids and Screech was the two pack. Ah. Uh, um. Okay. What about Vector Prime? Uh, uh from Tracks. That would work too. He's kind of got the right <laughs> shapes. Man, Tracks is just a chameleon. That guy. <laughs> hey, you know what? Because Skids is. Hmm. What about uh, Tracks repainted into Cade Yeager? <laughs> just give him a Mark Wahlberg head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just Tracks I'm, everything. All tracks, all the time. I'm looking at the G1 Skids toy now. I was giving him a good hard stare. Uh, but if we do a lockdown out of him, you know, lockdown has a crappier alt mode, but he's got all, he's got those guns you stick on his hands, and it's kind of lockdown-y. Man, I, I have no imagination. I'm like, well, we'll go, I want to, okay, let's make a lockdown in a bulkhead. And then someone says tracks, okay, what if we repaint tracks into everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, thanks, Vangelis, for the input. Yeah, no problem. What if we do tracks in the lockdown? <laughs> oh, what about green tracks? He's bulkhead as a car. Oh, man. Um, I can't think of anything cool for skids now. I think G1 skids is, like, the one. If we're going to go with a G1 toy, like, we could go newer than this, too. Like, there's... Uh, if I could remember the, the way they look better, there's probably a plethora of Unicron Trilogy toys uh, that would be cool to redo into, into other characters as well. Um, I'm trying to, we don't have a good, like, there's no real solid locomotive transformer, is there, other than Astro Train? Not that I can think of. Like, one that's least, like, because, like, the train bots who made Raiden were not, like, super amazing toy toys. Uh... Because in IDW, they have a character who they 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 took Hearts of Steel Bumblebee and gave him a new backstory, and he's now a guy called Centurion. And I like well, Centurion the, a lot. There was the the three uh, trains from Car Robots. Oh yeah, they are, are JRX. JRX. They're, they're not locomotives though. They're like Shinkansens. They're too bullety. Centurion turns into like a. Uh, you know, like like steampunk, uh, covered in rivets, like you know, coal engine locomotive, steam engine, yeah, steam engine, <laughs> powered by coal steam, <laughs> powered by steampunk, <laughs> not steam throw, new wave. <laughs> you throw a bunch of goggles in there and it makes them go. Some gears, my amazing some new cogs. power source. I have created a locomotive that runs entirely on goggles and top hats. Oh, that's a good voice. That's a good voice. <laughs> that hit the right. That hit the right pitch. That's what I was looking for. Uh, there's another character I'd love. Oh man, uh, Andrew Griffith designed a character called Aileron, who's kind of just like a a short, kind of plump lady jet who's awesome. And there aren't enough jet figures I can think of. To turn into like I think one of the old you know the Go 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 bots they did like those bigger uh, like Transformers for little kids 
from way back. There was like a fire truck uh-huh. and like a big jet. The big jet, I think, could be repainted into aileron really well. I don't remember that thing like at all. I just remember they were the go-go go-bots because that's different from the go-bots or the, or the go-bots. Uh, anyway, I think I've mangled this question real bad. I think Seth had some solid answers and I kind of floundered for a little while. <laughs> um, so I'm going to move on. <laughs> Well, you you just invoke steampunk, which reminded me. I became aware of diesel punk uh, earlier this week. What is the difference? Well, steam is like Victorian era kind of vibe. Diesel punk is like World War Two ish. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Like fantasy right. World War Two ish. Why is it always punk? Started with cyberpunk, as far as I know. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, that's fine. I, I remember seeing, I remember seeing stuff that you would describe as cyberpunk now, or not, I mean, as steampunk now, before I was even aware of the cyberpunk label. And mm-hmm. I want to say I heard that before I ever heard steampunk. <laughs> there was a role playing game. It was like, I think it was titled something like. 1890 or something it it was like a year was the name and and it basically was what would become steampunk yeah it was all like kind of i'm blanking on the name of that silent film where they go to the moon and a bullet oh Um, okay so it was like that kind of vibe yeah like i think they called it like victorian era science fiction on the on the box was like it was subtitled victorian era science fiction yeah, that aesthetic has definitely been around for a long while. I mean, I actually, yeah, that I, would have I, been like late '80s. I never minded the term steampunk because it's it's a nice catch-all for that. Uh, it's just like cyberpunk, steampunk, and then another punk thing, and I'm kind of like, oh man, it diesel. It's just called diesel. Like, what's your aesthetic? Diesel. Yeah, like, diesel. oh jeez. And then Kevin Nash comes out with like frilly leather pants, and he goes like, woo woo. <laughs> I think he did. I think that's Zack Ryder. <laughs> no, it's he. Re, he re, he'd reach up for the you know the thing in the diesel truck. He pull the horn. He, the, yeah, the big, but he didn't go woo woo. <laughs> well, he didn't go woo woo, but his the music went woo woo. All right. Uh, that would have been great if Shawn Michaels had a bodyguard that came out and just went whoa whoa. <laughs> no, no, he, he has, no. It's it's like you're trying to sound like a car, so it wouldn't be like whoa whoa. It'd be like woo woo. <laughs> You know, like really low, uh, like cars do. Yeah, just like cars do. <laughs> uh, thank you for your listener question, uh, Mugenroid. Uh, I opened that one up to the thread as well. I want to hear some cool ideas for older toys into characters that were invented after the toy uh, was put out. Uh, we also got a listener question here from Malunus T. <laughs> what else can you repaint tracks as? Yeah, uh, that's the secret bonus challenge. Just give me as many different tracks as you can. <laughs> I love tracks. Um, Lunas T says, I've got a friend who hated the G1 cartoon's depiction of Hot Rod Rodimus Prime, but the IDW comics have won him over with their depiction of the character. Uh, and then another example is beyond IDW. Uh, Animated and Prime did a really good job handling Starscream's betrayal of Megatron, uh, which is something Malunas always made fun of in G1. Starscream would literally scream death upon his master on a regular basis with little to no consequence, and these later shows actually did something with it. So his question is, is there any character... 
uh, you would love to have a reason to like. So uh, these are two examples of, of, like, I don't like this character, but then this show put a new spin on the same characterization and made me like it. Um, so I guess I guess the core of the question is, like, have you seen a character where it's like the concept of this character is solid? Execution is not doing anything, though. It's going nowhere. We're just sort of, we're treading water. Um and uh, I'll just get it right out of the way. Like, obviously, a big one for me is Punch Counter Punch, because no one's ever tried to actually tell a good story with him, because they keep getting canceled. Uh, it's a, it's a great character concept that has. I I, will, I would love to be a fanboy for a Punch Counter Punch someday, uh, but that the fiction doesn't exist, unfortunately, <laughs> outside of hypothesis and uh, and canceled miniseries. Um. Seth, has there ever been, like, a, a Transformer you've, see, you've seen where you're like, man, I want to like this Transformer, but he sucks. Or, like, I just don't feel anything. Mm. Yeah, I think when I was a kid, when they made that big switch from, in G1, from, like, season two to three, mm-hmm. and they were all the new characters. Um, yeah, I just remember not being impressed with Rodimus Prime there. <laughs> like, you know, everybody. Um but like all those new characters never really grabbed me the way the the older characters did. Um <clears throat> Actually, you know, but then then are good. Yeah, but then like trying to think the other way. Um like a like a character that I didn't care for in one form but then preferred in another. Um I'm not sure. Because I, I can't really think of a Transformer character where, like, in one form of media, I was like, man, this character stinks. And then a new show comes out and it's like, oh, they're cool now. Yeah, um, I, I guess this doesn't even have to be, like, stinks, but it's like, um, I, I don't mean to keep going back to the comics. It's just they're very fresh in my mind. Like, like the recent comic books have taken the caricature of G1 Starscream and told, like, a five-year story arc with the caricature. And then, like, turn that into an actual super friggin' solid character. Uh, like, the story of Starscream and IDW for the last little while, basically ever since he became President Starscream, up until uh, like, uh, the annual for More Than Meets the Eye a couple of months ago, it's just a really awesome story that's based on the on the soil of the G1 Starscream character. Of the, you know, the backstabbing, hubris-filled uh, air commander who wants to be the boss. And then they actually went ahead and did the story of, like, all right, what happens if he becomes, like, the president? Like, what happens next? Uh, where does this go? And it was really solid. Uh, and it, and it, it, it definitely makes me less snarky about the G1 Starscream story now because someone actually told a good story with it. Um... And I, you know, IDW also like took some characters who were kind of nothings and then like gave them fleshed out stories. But I don't, I don't know if that's entirely in the spirit of this question. Um, yeah, and then like in animated, it wasn't really a case of them winning me over to any characters, but I did appreciate that they did some fresh new things with characters that already existed. Mm-hmm. Like that shockwave is very different than previous shockwaves, and. Uh, uh, Ratchet was a lot more of an interesting character. Oh, and that, like, that's, that's instead of just the guy that fixed the Autobots. Like animated a, Ratchet is a personality. Like, that's become the base Ratchet now. Like that kind of is IDW Ratchet uh, to a degree. Um, he's he's been away for a little bit, or at least not as in the spotlight. But like I, the comic book Ratchet very much became like, hey, what if G One Ratchet like became very self aware of how long he's been alive. Uh, 
and you know has has some history. He's his hands are kind of getting twitchy, you know his fingers don't quite work right. Um, so I, I think there's something to be said about like that. Like it's not you know quite this question, but I think there is another quality to state, which is like you know take take a character, take one that you know you even like, or just one that's kind of beloved, and like you know build on that soil, give it a fresh uh, squeeze of something, maybe a twist, maybe not. Uh, and you know animated that did that a whole lot. Um, I'd almost argue Transformers Prime did that with Megatron, because there's, you know, the way to take the Megatron from Transformers Prime, to me, was very much like, hey, what if G1 Megatron was still alive? All these years later, dude friggin' like, went to a nebula and came back with, like, zombie blood in him, and, like, he's still, he's still good old G1 Megatron with Frank Welker's voice, he's just, like, 80 million years old now, and he's a little bit, a little bit nuts. Uh, that's kind of how I always took that character. <laughs> um... Trying to think of anything else that really springs to mind, uh, without necessarily going to what I'd call the wellspring of the current comics. Um, I'm trying to think of more characters that I want to like. Like Punch Counterpunch is such a big one for me. I guess, like in a way, Omega Supreme is another character I wish I actually was like into, because Omega Supreme is cool. But, like, aside from, like, that one episode where he, like, sat down and actually went, like, hey, this weird speech pattern of mine is just a thing I do. I'm going to talk normal now. Uh, he's kind of, like, just a, a big old presence, but that's about it. And I wish I want to see another little layer of meat behind that guy. Or resolution to his story with the Constructicons. Because he's kind of, he's just kind of a big thing. You know, Metroplex as well. It's just a big thing. Yeah. yeah, I think I was going to say, um, going off your thing with the season three characters, a big one for me out of those guys is like, like Ultra Magnus is a really cool character idea, the way he's presented just in the G1 cartoon of like, hey, this guy has been around for a while. He's good. He's old friends with Optimus Prime. Uh, he's kind of looking after the new guard, except that to the eye of the viewer, he's also part of the new guard. And I have no idea who this guy is. Yeah. And like, uh. I, he's so cool looking, and he's like Optimus Prime in armor, and it's like I, I like I remember as a kid, I'm like, no, Ultra Magnus is cool, but also like, I'm 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 kind of making up half of his story in my head, and, <laughs> and I wish that there was a little bit more because he even in season three, he never usually when it when it came to fleshing out backstories of older characters, like a lot of that was Cup and that whole thing with like chaos, uh, or they they'd flush out Unicron with Primacron, and then Ultra Magnus would just be kind of chilling out, looking like a tired guy. Yeah, because I remember seeing the Ultra Magnus toy before, I believe before the movie even came out. Mm. Um, I know I saw the cup toy in Canada, of all places, yeah. before the movie came out. And, but I remember seeing the Ultra Magnus and being like really intrigued, like Ho Hokey Smokes. It's a white Optimus Prime with a different trailer that turns into more robot. Um, and then seeing that this character was going to be introduced in the movie and stuff, it was like, ooh, like how does this work? Another Optimus Prime with with this suit, and then you just it, it was just the suit. Yeah, he's just like you know what? Hey, maybe maybe in season four we'll we'll find out more about this guy. <laughs> hey, maybe in season five. Oh wait, neither of those seasons exist. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of a lot of G1 toy characters who never really got to be in the show for more than a minute and also kind of fall into this for me. It's like so many cool, neat toys. Like, uh, and then some of them would get you know moments in the comic books, but others maybe not so much. 
Um, a lot of the power masters for me, like the headmasters, you could, you could kind of just piece together some stuff about them given the play pattern. The power masters, I, I would always sit there kind of going like, well, who's this little dude? Who's the engine dude to the big guy? You know, because and, and I I didn't see Master Force for many many years, and so it it the Master Force versions of them almost feel like different characters to me. Um, yeah. Oh, and I got I also got one that's I don't know why I'm so fixated on G1 today. I got a Beast Wars one as well, Tiger Hawk. Uh, friggin' awesome toy from Beast Wars. And then before I saw the whole series. I just thought I kept missing the episodes he was in because he was real cool when he'd pop up, but you know he'd also barely be there. And I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to see some more of these Tiger Hawk episodes. And it turns out they just don't exist. There weren't any other Tiger Hawk episodes. Um, and by extension, Air Razor, I really want to like. It's just like she was another kind of she. She wasn't around long enough to to turn into anything. Um, Tigertron, like barely so, I guess. Um, anyway. Another cool question idea. Um, thanks for that one, Malunus T. Um, lots to think about. Uh, anyway, Seth, I got a question for yeah. you. Okay. It's, a, it's a big question. Mm. Did you find any Transformers this week or in the last See. week? What? I did. Oh. Um, so, well, so last time I had gotten um, Swoop. Yes. But I hadn't opened them yet. Oh, did you open but them? But then I also found Slug. And so I've opened them both. Well. Um, they're cool. Um, my my only uh, thing with Slug that I think I would have liked is if the thing on his back opened up like the uh, the, the old Dinobot figure to give him that, that wing look. Yeah. To his silhouette. Um. Because it's there. I mean, the the shape is there. There's a ridge down the middle that looks like could have had a hinge. Mm. Um, so it's just kind of too bad that doesn't open. Uh, it it almost makes them seem it it makes the silhouette of his robot mode seem like too thin, almost like yeah. something's missing. He and uh, he and Sludge, I believe, are very similar toys in that they both don't have the winglets. And yeah. Sludge especially um, ends up looking like oddly like I don't mind it too much because it taps into that weird middle aesthetic for me I kind of like where they look like an action master uh, where it's like this is too skinny to be a transforming robot he's too skinny all of his alt mode stuff is gone um, a lot of the Combiner Wars Deluxe did that for me in general so you know I guess these guys fit in um, but it's a it's a totally solid critique to be dropping on them uh probably also just a victim of being a deluxe toy uh-huh yeah but for the most part i like them the uh that gold stuff painted underneath um i kind of wish there was a little more techie greeble sculpted in than there is mm. um it it seems a little flat on uh the larger spaces um but that's kind of a nitpick yeah, that's solid though. I mean, like they're they're using that trick almost like for more than just you know the the throwback parts where you might expect it. Yeah. Um, I I just I really like the upside of that trick being that like the gold painted parts are are literally like I can't scratch them, like I don't have uh-huh. to worry at all. <laughs> they have this cool yeah. gloss coat and it's it's on the underside. 
Um, man, I can't wait for the wave two. Is is one of those waves I'm definitely like kind of hyped for, just because like part of that is all right, and can finish the Dinobots. Uh, can kind of kind of like with, with Titans Return, it was like wave two. We can finish the OG Headmasters. Um, I'm I'm itching, you know, I'm itching to to see them lined up. Uh, skinny slug and skinny sludge included. Yeah. So they cool. Yeah. I like them. Uh, any other Transformers on your plate? No. Aw. Aw, dang. Uh, well, I got some stuff I can talk about. Um, one thing that might have been my project today. Uh, I decided to be lazy today and kind of just have some zen time. So I've been finally cracking open and applying uh, the big repro label set for Trypticon. Uh, it's a very big repro label set. There's a lot of stickers. Uh, a bajillion window stickers. Um, not done yet, but uh, it's it's looking real cool. Um, I also got this little sticker set. Uh, sticker set? What's that? What does that mean? The sticker set for uh, for Full Tilt. Um, which just brings the purple car to life. It's like, hey, this solid purple car is kind of boring. What if we make, like, the cockpit silver? And it, it does a whole ton. Um, but I'm having fun putting the stickers on. Uh, it's, it's, it's less irritating than I recall the Metroplex stickers being. Um, and I haven't done the Fort Max ones yet. Because I, for, for filming him, I decided, hey, what if I, on one of these, I put the Hasbro stickers on. And then after putting all the Hasbro stickers on Fort Max, I was like, hey, what if I don't do that again? Because uh, these are barely holding on. So uh, I think tonight I might finish Trypticon stickers or I might finish it tomorrow. Um, but before we started the recording, I was I was putting his teeth stickers in. Uh, and that was kind of fun. Just, just chilling out with an X-Acto knife and a spudger. Uh, and just taking my time. It's, uh, it's relaxing. Um, the other thing I could talk about, I guess, uh, Seth, you ever heard of this MP36 transformer called Megatron? Called Masterpiece yeah. Megatron? So, uh -huh. so I like that toy a lot. Um, and then he's got, he got a reissue recently, and for a while I was like, hey, I'm going to set aside some cash, I'm going to get me a second MP36 Megatron to keep all nice, uh, so I can really, uh, bang around the one that I already broke two little tabs on. Yeah. Uh... In the interim, these a couple. The, apparently, the rumor on the street is that the CAD files for MP36 Megatron were stolen, because um, there are a, a plethora of knockoffs of the toy that have come out. And I was reading up on two of them, uh, and they they not only introduced little changes, um, but apparently they were also built to, if not the same level of quality, in some reports, a higher level of quality than MP36. And there, I was able to find them on eBay for about 100 Canadian dollars a piece. And so I decided, hey, I already had, like, over that much money set aside for MP36's reissue. What if I decide to feel a little bit guilty and spend less money and get two other MP36's made by two knockoff companies instead? Uh, so I did. Um... So one of them is the uh, the THF Dynastron, uh, which is kind of like MP36, but in uh, more toy colors. So like instead of like the flat silver, it's like a or you know that that lightly flat silver. It's a much more metallic silver. 
then the upside is they also packaged him with an alternate face and an alternate chest that's like G1 toy chest and G1 toy face. And so he's basically like a like G1 toy masterpiece Megatron. And then another company called Infinite Transformation did a figure, I think they called it like Gladiator, and their whole thing was they made a big deal about it, but in short, they gave the whole figure an extra gloss coat. Um, so the paint on him is super durable, uh, and he looks nice. And then they color matched him. So where MP36 was color matched to like one animation cell sheet, they like color matched this one to like VHS screen caps. So it, it, it's a slightly more nostalgic color scheme. Uh, it's hard to describe without like seeing it in person. And then the big thing they did on this one is that they added an extra back plate that you can plug on to just clean up the back of the figure, and they changed a bunch of plastic parts to, to die-cast, so there's more die-cast in them, and they modified a couple tabs and whatnot. Uh, anyway, I, uh, I spent my MP36 money on a couple knockoff MP36s, and they're really nice, um, and I, uh, they, they do feel slightly more solid in a number of places than the original. The original still has this very specific, like, ratcheted Figma-like feel that I think still keeps him separate and in his own little class. But these, uh, the, the, the IT and the THF, as they call them in board parlance, uh, do feel kind of super solid. I'm, and I, I've, I like the MP36 figure a whole lot, and I don't mind having, like, you know, a couple of them, uh... And, you know, obviously, like, if anyone's going to say, like, how, how could they produce the figure at a better quality level for a third of the price? Uh, like, the easy answer is because they didn't have to design it at all. Uh, <laughs> they, they literally stole the CAD files and modified some stuff. You know, to their credit, they produced it to a, a, a decent level of quality. But, like, um, still, I, <laughs> I, I feel less guilty because I did buy MP36 when it came out. And so it's kind of the logic I've used for other levels of digital piracy, where it's like, well, you know, I bought the thing, and I want to have it on my MP3 player. I have the CD sitting right here in front of me. I feel okay to go and download some MP3s. Uh, and that's just a personal call. I'm not going to tell you that that's moral. But I ended up making that call with these two knockoffs. Uh, also, just out of pure interest, I was like, what does MP36 feel like if quote-unquote built better? Uh, and in a lot of cases, it's just like more attention spent on joint tolerance. Bummer is, though, because these two are very popular, especially the IT one, the one that looks like VHS cartoon accurate. Um, they, they've, uh, they've pushed out a second batch of them, and some of the word I've heard is that they got a lot sloppier with the cleanup of the parts on that one. Because uh, there's a couple of sprue marks on MP36's forearms uh, that on the official one are covered up quite well. On the IT one, you can kind of see the bite marks um, from where the sprues went in. And apparently on the second batch of him, those bite marks got a whole lot worse. Uh, so, you know, you, you, at the end of the day, I guess you, you do get what you pay for. Oh, the, the other interesting thing about these, they changed the sound boards on the fusion cannons. Uh, so the metallic one... Uh, also added a purple LED that died immediately uh, on mine, uh, which is a shame. <laughs> but they changed the cannon sound. It's still not the right one, uh, but they changed that. And then they gave him a bunch of clips, uh, voice clips, that I think were ripped out of the, either the Devastation game or some of the new mobile games. It's like Frank Welker saying Peace Through Tyranny. 
so basically what they did is they added mm. in Frank Welker clips. The IT one actually gives you a duplicate of the original Canon with its electronics and then adding in a red LED and then a second Canon with a red LED where all the electronics are different. So they gave this the IT one gave it the proper kaboom noise. That's like the Megatron fusion cannon noise. And then like a different set of English voice clips, which it sounds like what they did is they ripped these from TV episodes and then used that leak. They're not leaked that soundtrack that was assembled to like remove the soundtrack. So it's got this tinny feel that sounds like noise removal was done. So you can get your Megatron toy to like evoke cowardice. Uh, But then you also can hear Chinese Megatron in this. Hang on, there's a great one where he laughs. Where is it? Ah, okay, the Chinese one is harder to hear, but there's a great one where he has this like, whoa, kind of laugh, and it's it's fantastic. I'm going to find it. There it is. There it is. I'm so happy. There it is. Anyway, uh, that's my little book report on MP36s. Uh, I really like transforming that toy. Also, now that more I've, like KO 36s. Name of the thread on the third party board is KO MP36s. Mm. You're not wrong. Mm. Anyway, you know, mm. buy what you want. Just don't be like proud of it. <laughs> There's like a there's there's a sentiment there's a sentiment in some of the discussion threads about these KOs where people are like just thumping their chest like I got my IT and uh, you know what I listed my MP36 for sale and it's like mm-hmm. it's like the way it's written has this tone about it where I'm like am I supposed to like is that supposed to be Stick the it to the man the backhand to Takarotomi or something. Yeah. That will teach Hasbro. Because also, you bought MP36 already. I'm just saying, yeah. you actually bought it to, <laughs> to be able to sell it. Yeah, if you sell it, Takara doesn't give you your money back. Uh, obviously, there are also folks who are just buying the, the knockoff. Cause, and I don't blame anyone who couldn't afford MP36 who is turning to one of these two knockoffs because they are a third of the price and in many cases built as well, if not better. And... You know, if, if if you are in a position where it sometimes 300 bucks is a very hard amount of money to set aside for a thing like that, and you take advantage of this, like, I, I don't blame you. You know, just don't go like, hey, guys, friggin' Hasbro sucks, right? <laughs> Takara told me don't yeah, know what they're doing. I went, I made the well, smart decision. In my imagination, the person that's buying the knockoff um, thinks that they're sticking it to the, the, to the man at Hasbro which would have nothing to do with it. But in my mind, this person that that we're describing is sticking it to the Hasbro man. I mean, Seth, it's not, that, just in, Joe Hasbro. not just in your mind. I can guarantee you, I've seen some Facebook threads where that is, that is definitely the, the, the idea. And I have fun the way you want to, I guess. It's just like, well, it's this very uninteresting reason to pick up anything is to, to hey, show Hasbro. somebody. Suck it. Uh, eat it. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Walks up just a little like a little little wayfish DX chop at them and like suck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um the other thing I'm curious about, all these knockoffs, and then also there's a bunch of like MP36 add-ons coming out. All those parts are cross-pollinating across all of these things, and two of those parts are the alternate chest with the swirlies sculpted in, and the alternate face that looks like the G1 toy face. And I'm wondering, like, were those two pieces in that stolen CAD file? Like, did because they they look very well designed, and I'm like, were those Takara Tomy designed and then like kept aside for a recolor that never happened? Uh, Because they they look very official. Um, especially the G1 toy head, which is amazing. Like it's, it is fantastic to see the G1 toy head on the MP36. Uh, cause you know, they tweaked the sculpt just enough, but it does still have like the really huge forehead, uh, of the G1 toy and all the extra like black squares everywhere. And like, it's awesome. It's just like, I wonder if that's part of the stolen CAD file. Also, yo, stealing CAD files is a powerful piece of theft. Like protect your CAD files. Uh. Anyway, Seth, I've been, I've been yelling about guns for a while. So, uh, did you get anything off topic this week you wanted to talk about? Um, let's see. Off topic, I got the uh, Marvel Legends Black Panther wave. I saw that at Electronics Boutique. And then you turned your your eye away from it because you're a hater. I, I didn't have I didn't have thirty dollars times six to buy a wave. Of, also, I don't buy Marvel Legends. That'd be too much. I keep looking at Marvel Legends toys. Well, I mean, thirty Canadian, so like you know, ten bucks American. But like, I always look at Marvel Legends toys, and I always have a moment where I'm like, oh, it looks really cool, and I'm like, no, but I don't actually buy Marvel Legends. I need to, and I especially don't want to go like, well, I'm just going to buy this wave for the builder figure because I'm like, that's how it's going to start. I gotta be. Str- I gotta be. I have to be strong, man. I have to stick it to the man. I have to stick it to Hasbro. Yeah, stick it to, to Walt Disney. I only buy knockoff Marvel Legends. Yeah, take that, Stan Lee. <laughs> you hack. That's what you get for You're inventing worse than George the, Lucas. What you, yeah. <laughs> Captain America shot first. Yeah, I didn't even get that. How are they? They look like a good wave. Yeah, um again a little gripe is these movie waves are like half comic book figures which is disappointing to me because it always means that movie characters are getting left out so along with killmonger black panther and and i i'm sorry i don't know her name Voltron the lady Fist with lady. The rings oh rings lady no she has the the rings lady um you get Black Bolt, uh, Anime Iron Man, and the Submariner. Now, the thing with Submariner and Black Bolt is they're also Marvel superhero kings. Um, so, like, I kind of see that. But then it's like, well, there's got to be an Iron Man because there's always got to be an Iron Man. We're going to shove Iron Man down your dumb throats. Um, then the Build-A-Figure is one of the other ladies, the the actress that plays Michonne on The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's at least one more lady in the movie. Voltron Fist that Lady. Has like, yeah, has Voltron hands. And she's not here at all. Um, I'm wondering if there's going to be one of those, like, two packs that they do that will have, like, 
a repainted Black Panther and then her. Like with Guardians of the Galaxy, there was the the slightly different Star Lord and Ego, and then for Thor Ragnarok, there was the slightly different Thor and Valkyrie. Yeah. So I wonder if that's how they'll get the third out because someone at marketing thinks more than one woman is too many and isn't going to sell. So you know a stinky Marvel but Legends how you, thing? How, yeah, how do you leave out Voltron hands? How do you take <laughs> one of them and make her into the Build-A-Figure? That's the thing I find super stinky. Yeah. Because it's whenever the Build-A-Figure... Like, they did this with Mantis as well in Guardians of the Galaxy. Whenever the Build-A-Figure is clearly the right size to have been sold as a normal figure, it just makes me sit there and scowl because I'm like... It makes me angrier at that, you know, like the requisite Iron Man figure that shows up in the wave where I'm just like, you, yeah. you, you like this, this is, this is really straightforward. What's going on here. There's, there's not even an attempt to hide it. I get it, but it also smells to high heaven and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want a movie wave. That's all movie figures. Oh. Or if they didn't think that there was enough, like, because there always seems to be at least one character that gets left out. So you have Voltron hands is getting left out and you have claws getting left out. Yeah. You could have dropped Iron Man and had either one of them in there. Like, if, I guess if you were afraid of having too many women, then put in claw. I guess Iron Man is also still be, like a proven thing. If like, is it? I mean, that was the pattern for a while, right? Is that everyone wants Iron Man, so we'll put one in every wave. And I'm I'm surprised that's still holding true. I got to admit. Um, I assume it's holding true if they're still doing it. Uh, it's it's also the most irritating thing about Marvel Legends, especially the movie lines, where it's like, yeah, hey, we got more Iron Man because it's like it's like Marvel Legends Iron Man are not even the best Iron Man toys. There are really good Iron Iron Man is popular. There are very good six inch Iron Man toys made by a plethora of companies, and it's like the no mm-hmm. offense to Marvel Legends, the last one I want another one of is a Marvel Legends Iron Man right now. Yeah. Now, granted, this is this has more movie figures in it than the Doctor Strange wave, so the, that's well, an improvement. I mean, the Doctor Strange <laughs> wave was a friggin' farce. Like that was yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> there, it, it's going to take a lot for them to do worse than astral projections. Doctor Strange is what I'll say. <laughs> like that was ridiculous. But, yeah, but the movie figures themselves um, are very good. Um, they're getting really good with um, the face sculpt mm-hmm. and all three of the human faces for these movie characters because Killmonger doesn't have an unmasked head um, are really kind of amazing looking. Um, some people pointed out that they felt that uh, Black Panther's unmasked head, the uh, skin tone was too light and yeah, it is a lot lighter than the actual actor, but the the sculpt and the paint job on it are really great. I would almost wonder if that is a case of just them misfiring because they're using face printing type stuff on those in, in Black Series now, right? Like yes, the, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I wonder if the misfired skin tone is is just a a poorly done uh, or not poorly done, poorly executed uh, face print mishap. Um. Because otherwise, yeah, like those those figures. Ever since what was it, Guardians two when they started doing that, like they they mm-hmm. look amazing in yeah. even like just like you know 
waste shot. Like I just fired this this off on my iPhone camera. Like they look incredible. <laughs> yeah, like just to like freshen my memory, I I pulled up like some official photos of the wave, and the faces don't look as good in these pictures as they do in real life. It's yeah. like one of the the big things that I think you get as a benefit from this printing thing that they're doing now is it takes that plastic shine off of them yeah and and like i think that's one of the problems with like the the wwe figures like those are scanned faces but they have that weird plastic shine which you know gets that uncanny valley thing going off in your brain it takes away the texture of skin yeah and and people aren't shiny like that. So <laughs> Not like, giving that wrestlers. more matte Yeah, <laughs> g- giving that matte finish to the faces um uh helps dramatically. Yeah. Uh, like really make it seem more like the actual person that they bothered to use a laser to scan their the contours of their face with. I mean, you you want, you want someone to just yell about how much they hate wrestling toys. I can do that for you whenever you like cuz I let me. You know what? We had that question right earlier. What's what's something you would love to have a reason to like? For me, it is wrestling toys. I mm-hmm. wish wrestler toys ever looked good to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm I'm appalled every time. I'm like, man, you know what? That wrestler seems pretty cool. What's the figure look like? Yup, garbage. Okay, back to not bothering with these. Like, and you know, I understand some folks collect them, and I and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, it's just. I'm so very something very specifically puts me off of them whenever I see it, and the shiny skin is definitely part of it. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> I wish I wish I liked wrestler toys. Like the only ones I, I I've liked in the last like I think decade are like those fig, the Fig Arts Rock and Stone Cold. Uh, and then like they you know there was a Macho Man that I bought the day after he passed away, and it looked really good, but that's partly because the figure had shades and a beard and a hat. <laughs> so there wasn't really much face, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like with these figures, the uh, the the ring lady, um, I think is really cool. Like I mm-hmm. really like that costume design, and then her face looks so realistic. Um, it that that one specifically impressed me the most. Yeah. Yeah, they they look fantastic. Like it, it's it also just uh, I like how they they like the one thing Legends does I think really well is is the color tones of the packaging to make you know each wave kind of stand out on the shelf separately. Um, the whatever they did for Black Panther, like when I saw it at the at the EB Games, I was very it's really striking. I don't I don't know how to put it. I like good packaging sometimes. Uh, and yeah, they, I'm I'm looking forward to taking a look at that movie. The toys yeah, there are was very a commercial exciting. for it. Oh. Yeah. There was a commercial for the movie the other day, and my girlfriend's like, she just goes, I'm just so glad that there's a lot of cool looking women in this. Like, there's barely any ladies in a lot of these movies, and this has at least three that look badass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, man, like, just the, the, the color in the movie, too, like, in the costume design, like, it's all, it's all colorful. Uh, like I'm not, I'm not expecting them to to break the house style 100% yet, but like it, it, like Ragnarok, Black Panther feels like they're at least loosening the noose on on the house visual style for that studio. Yeah. 
uh, which is exactly what Marvel Studios needs to do to keep, I think, my interest and a lot of other interests, uh, especially past Infinity War. But the Blank, pa the Blank Panther uh, toy line also has some amazing stuff. Like, I saw a photo of the friggin', like, c cyborg robot rhino thing or whatever. Uh, it's huh? just like, it looked like a big rhino. I saw it on Twitter earlier today or yesterday. Uh, the Black Panther Black toy line. Panther? Yeah, the kids' toy line. Um, no, I haven't seen that. I'm going to see if I can Google Black Panther toy rhino, but no, I'm not. I'm getting a Lego set. Why am I getting a Lego set? What the hell? <laughs> Tie into the movie. Rhino face off by the mine. What? <laughs> There's a giant robot rhino, but it's Lego. Maybe this is a scene in the film, I guess. I, I just thought they were like, hey, what if we do a robot rhino? That'd be really cool. There's freaking legit robot rhino in here. Uh, anyway, it wasn't the Lego set I was thinking of. But there's like a robot rhino toy, and there was like a... Oh, here's the robot rhino. There was also like a transforming vehicle that was shaped like a panther, and it looked really cool. Um, here is the rhino guard vehicle. This thing looks amazing. That's uh, a Walmart exclusive. It's just a big robot rhino. Well, it looks like a rhino wearing armor. Like, in the gray, it just looks like rhino skin. Oh, yeah! Oh, it's just like a cyborg rhino. Yeah. It's got this uh, vibranium armor all over him. That's a real patient rhino. <laughs> Unleash some of those and let the, uh... Let the poachers <laughs> deal with that. <laughs> Friggin' that's how they're gonna stop Thanos in Infinity War. It's like Thanos is like, humans can't hurt me, and it's like, alright, deploy the rhinos. Ah, I wasn't prepared. I, I wore the wrong clothes to fight cyborg rhinos. So it's gonna be like that scene in Lord of the Rings where the Nazgul's like, I can't be killed by a man and <laughs> then the pulls her his helmet off and is like, I'm a rhino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ain't no man i'm a rhino <laughs> pulls pulls the helmet off and then the horse is instantly crushed as the rhino's body just like freaking <laughs> erupts out of the human armor uh more more rhinoceroses please rhinos are cool seth any, any other off-topic stuff on your end i don't know no not already no i uh i i i mostly have been uh catching up on a bunch of uh gi joe scale uh candy toy tokusatsu figures uh from the shodo series they're real good a whole bunch of them are ultraman i've been kind of coming around on ultraman lately uh partly because there's a whole bunch of it streamable on crunchyroll and i wanted to support that and i started watching a bunch of it and it's it's starting to it's not quite clicking with me still but i'm starting to better appreciate ultraman and so now I'm all happy that, like, with this little candy toy line, I've also got, like, all of the old-timey Ultramen. Early. Once my next wave shows up, I'll have, I think, all of the ones up to 1980. Uh, which is pretty darn cool. Uh, Ultraman has a lot of... Ultraman has Doctor Who levels of continuity with those old Ultramen. They're all still around. They're all just... They're all chilling out in their, on their alien planet, and they're all wearing huge red capes and looking amazing. Um, but off topic wise, I think that's about it for me. Um, oh, you know what? I, uh, I was, I went to BMV, which is a used book and DVD store where they sometimes just get the hardcover graphic novel things and they sell them for super cheap. And you're like, I wonder how you got this. I walked in there for the first time in a while and I saw this thing and it was like 15 bucks. 
It is a huge hardcover book of the entire He-Man comic strip series from the apparently four and a half year running He-Man newspaper comic strip uh, that like also bridges Filmation He-Man and New Adventures He-Man apparently. Uh, anyway, I figured like, hey, for fifteen bucks, that's a big ass coffee table book. Why not? And I had to flip through it, and it looked it looked pretty cool. Um, I'm not like enough into He-Man to like I think super appreciate the thing, but uh, it also was less than twenty dollars. Uh, and I, I like hardcovers, so hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna poke at it now and then. Um, there's a, there's some cool stuff in the beginning about the restoration effort to get all these comic strips, and that's kind of neat. Uh. But yeah, I'm, I'm too He-Man casual, I think, to really appreciate the nuance of the project. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of anything else, but it's, it's really the bulk of it for me. Uh, it's very cold over here right now after being... It was decent for a while, but we're getting, uh, we're getting some like multiple storms kind of just traveling by, depositing new layers of cold everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we're the opposite right now. It's been warm the last few days. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's been like uh, in Celsius, negative, negative 10 and below for a while. And it's biting. Mm. It's like low moisture cold. So you go outside and your skin just mummifies. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Except it's not as terrible. It's really uncomfortable. <laughs> I ended up trimming about 20 minutes of us talking about wrestling and the XFL. Uh, but I liked this bit at the end because I thought it was the best bit. So, uh, there you go. If you want to hear the other chunk of it, I don't know. I can try to edit that together or like you can hear it directly from us by asking us on Twitter what we think of the XFL and then it's more like interaction. Anyway, Seth, that, uh, that brings us to the end of the program for today. (laughs) Oh no. That just came rumbling up from the bottom of the podcast. <laughs> it's just friggin' the, the jiggle and jowls of a seventy-something-year-old maniac's bra. What? If, so, so what if the long game? Right? I think I think we said this somewhere on Twitter. I can't remember anymore, but I love this idea. What if the long game is the whole reason the XFL is happening is to build up Roman again? Of like, yeah, you know, all the team, all the teams are they've all been taken out by a mysterious assailant, but uh, the, the 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 whatever New Jersey d- Devil Outlaws are gonna are, they're on on they're uncontested. They're the only team that's together, and then Roman Reigns comes out and beats them in a one versus an entire team game of XFL football. That are just like one of the teams. It's like the Rochester Roman Reigns's. Freaking Roman Reigns's. <laughs> and they just have Roman Reigns's face painted on the front of all their helmets. Yeah. <laughs> they'll have to do the friggin' Iron Man punch the floor thing before they do anything. <laughs> uh, well, ju- just one more thing about the XFL. If, if they start. Because the the WWE has gotten really skittish with concussions. Like, if a wrestler gets even their bell slightly rung, they're not on TV for, like, two weeks. Um, And they do a lot of testing, which is good. They should be. Um, And with all the controversy right now about concussions in the NFL, I'm just wondering how many players are going to be missing games in the XFL if they institute, like, a similar... Um, concussion policy, which they probably should. What's the talent pool going to be for the XFL? 
to everyone coming out of college that didn't get drafted into the NFL or the CFL. Oh, man. Also, the XFL will have two teams named the Rough Riders. Oh, man. And the Rough Romans are going to be like the secret underdog yeah. team. Who, yeah. Yeah. Instead of the Rough Riders, it's the Rough Romans. And there's two of them. Uh, Seth, thanks for the, joining me. <laughs> the Wyoming Big Dogs. All the teams are going to be named something Roman Reigns. The Superman Punches? <laughs> yeah. The, the Punching Superman? <laughs> The Uwas, <laughs> uh, Seattle Spears. Oh no! The uh, the New York Wyoming Shield, Wyoming Big Dogs. Yeah, the Wyoming Shield. The uh, the um, the Floridian Empire. The, yeah. <laughs> um, the the um, Youngstown Yards. Yes, it's the Big Dogs Yard now. Right. <laughs> and Youngstown is the first city i could think of that started with a y <laughs> uh well stay safe i'm not even exactly sure where youngstown is I, is it in new york i don't know i need to i need to back away from this he's gonna keep going <laughs> <laughs>